itself. Like literally the other day, like when I had to do a drug test for life insurance, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, I was like sitting there waiting to go do it at two o'clock and I had to do a detox drink and shit. I think they talked about this, right? No? Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to do a whole detox drink and everything. It was a, uh, I told Cassie, I was like, dude, I was like, I could take a detox drink and do the whole thing. I was like, but I've been smoking hash for like every day for over 10 years. Like I'm basically part THC. Like it's not, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to mask it, hide it, you know, flush it out. And then my uh, life insurance guy was like, oh, just don't smoke anything for a couple weeks before the test. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I was like, I'll just, I'll just fucking die. I don't even, I'm not going to not smoke weed and blow glass for, like, I wasn't going to do it. So I was like, it is what it is. Like, maybe they won't test for THC. Well, they definitely tested for THC. They called me the next day immediately. For like, um, <coughs> she was like, "When's the last time uh, <coughs> you used cannabis?" I had New York Life called me the next day and literally was answer the phone. I did the privacy questions to make sure it was actually me. And then the first question this lady asked me, and she's like, uh, "When's the last time you used cannabis?" And I was literally like sitting there watching my dab right, waiting for it to cool down. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" I'm like about to use cannabis, but then it beeped and I couldn't take it because I was still on the phone with her. But Right when she asked that, um, she was like, oh, when's the last time you used cannabis? Another New York Life number called me at the same time. And I thought it was her because I thought like maybe the phone got disconnected and she called back immediately. <coughs> and then when I hit the other call, it was some guy on the phone. And I have two New York Life people trying to talk to me. And, and both of them are, um, uh, they don't sound like uh, they're from uh, the United States. Um, so I was having a challenging time, like kind of understanding certain words. And it seemed like pretty like serious conversation because it was about like life insurance and, you know, drug testing this or that. So then I panicked and just hung up on both of them. I was like, no, not doing it. And then my broker called me. He's like, what happened? He's like, I got called. He said, you like hung up. I was like, oh, no, dude, I got disconnected. They're, they just kept calling me from other numbers. I don't know what was going on. I'll try again another day. Um, so, yeah, I still got to call them back and figure that out. What the next step is. Cassie got all clear though. She crushed it. And I already have one life insurance policy. It's just like a second one. So it's not like that big of a deal, but still like it sucks that like I have a medical marijuana card. I live in a state where it's recreational legal and medically legal. The cannabis I'm ingesting is purchased from a medical dispensary. Like I'm doing everything as legal as I can, but at the end of the day, it's still not federally legal. So it affects all the, you know, everything, even though it's legal where I am, but yeah, I'll figure it out. I'm sure it'll, sure it'll still work out, but yeah, fuck. Oh wait, well, you gotta start the episode. I was just like sitting here smoking hash talking. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 80. Holy shit. 80. 81. 81. Holy shit. I don't even know what was going on. That's insane. I can't believe in February of next year, so in like a couple months, we're going to be at the two-year anniversary of starting this project. It's fucking crazy how quickly time goes. Um, I'm really excited to uh, honestly watch these when I'm an old man and remember back like all these memories that I'll probably forget when I'm fucking 67 years old. I can watch these podcasts and remember I'm stoked. But yeah, we have a huge Sunday sale come today. 
uh, December 12th, the day the Sunday sale um, happens is the day the podcast comes out. So we have a, po- a huge Sunday sale today. Oh, fucking Bane hitting the cameras. Lay down, Bane. Go lay down, bro. Um, okay. Sorry, I have a very needy German Shepherd. It's just what it is. Um, but yeah, this Sunday sale is going to be huge. It's going to be a lot of clear. There's going to be over 50 clear pieces. It's like 55. Oh, no. If you count the bubbler, it's it's like over 60 clear pieces, technically. Like just over 60 clear pieces. And then there's 30 colored pieces. So 90 pieces. That's a pre- pretty good size drop. Um, but mostly clear because I'm trying to get the more affordable stuff out here right at the end of the year for people that are trying to scoop presents for themselves or for someone else. Um, we're going to do our best to get all these to people by Christmas, but man, it's going to be a lot of pieces to ship. We're already running into issues with getting like pelicans and shit, but I'm sure we'll be able to get everything in time. Um, it's just crazy. Like doing this volume of glass, like we're now hitting things like, oh shit, how do we get like 80 to hundred pelicans a month? Like, like consistently and like that's a huge bill too. And just, I don't know, it's, it's just crazy when you start scaling things up. Um, it really changes the way a business like looks on paper and it's like, whoa, this is intense. This is wild. Just trying to keep up with keeping everything supplied, like keeping everything in stock here so we can get the glass made and then keeping all the shipping supplies and all that. It's just wild learning so much every day. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a huge Sunday sale stoked to finish up the year like that. And then, um, yeah, working on prototype pieces and uh, concept pieces for the January 9th sale, which will be all just like fun prototype and concept work. So we have a lot of fun things lined up and over the next month, there's gonna be a lot of, I think, good content as far as videos and stuff go between the 10 prototype pieces. I have um, one step in the right direction right here. We're gonna go over today looking at this piece and, um, but I need like one more dab. I think I'm gonna take it on a different piece though because I smoked this RB all day. I took a dab video on this piece the other night and people were hyped on it. Um, and this is a mini kettle recycler from 2017. Um, it has components that the HMR has, like it has this, um, hollow donut right here with the pillars under it that like the drain penetrates through. Um, but like where the HMR comes out in between, um, two pillars right here in the back, this one actually has two separate drains that come out Swiss holes out the side of the bottom part of the can. And then they hook down feeding into the bottom. So it's a little bit more squatted, a little different, um, but I'm just, I'm busting out all my like older like prototype pieces and stuff and trying to get amped up and get ready to uh, make some new shit, take some components out of older pieces and incorporate them into something new. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking really excited the way the year is going to finish out. And I hope people are stoked on the Sunday sale. It's going to be fucking, I've been crushing. It's because I'm doing like more affordable pieces, it's just like a lot of pieces and it just like takes so much time to just, I mean, talk to any glass artist, completing one piece is a fucking achievement, but like trying to fathom like in your head, like completing and like doing so many pieces for a specific drop is just, I can't even think about it. I have to just think about each day individually and not like look too far ahead. Cause if I do, I get overwhelmed. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like that's a lot of glass to make. That's a crazy goal. But I don't know what else to do with myself these days, but besides just fucking set goals because shit is like, I don't even know where we're at right now in the world. So I'm just like, I'll just keep setting goals and working hard. Um, and you know, hopefully things tighten up and get a little bit better because it's just fucking crazy. But yeah, the fucking setting goals is the only thing that keeps me like, I mean, it's one of the only things that helps me stay like distracted. And I think like really enjoy my time here on earth is just fucking find goals and try to achieve them, you know?
So it's much more exciting when you know your time's temporary here as a human. So it's fucking like, yeah, dude, I chose to do this and I achieved it. Feels good. Oh yeah, my nails in the fucking alcohol bath. Sitting here looking around for it. Hey, I need to get a 10 millimeter one of these Evan Shore Slurpees. I'll tell my wife that. Maybe she shouldn't get me one for Christmas. If we got time. Can't believe how quick the fucking years are going by now. Like the holiday season. It's all just... Do you guys remember how long December was when you were a kid? Remember when you were fucking like eight, nine years old? Like December was like basically the longest month of the year. Just waiting for Christmas. If you were lucky enough to have good memories on Christmas, that is. Uh, but man, fucking December always seemed like the longest month to me. <clears throat> just counting down the days, just ripping those fucking paper rings apart. You know, you make the like, you put the paper rings together and make the thing, you rip one off each day to count down the days till, I don't know, everyone has a different ritual they do. Ours were like these fucking paper rings. We'd like tape them or glue them together, rip one off each day. I gotta like do that shit with my kiddo. She's like, she's like still really little. She's, she probably could have done stuff like that this year, but next year is definitely gonna be the year where we start doing a lot of those like just random traditions that we have no idea why we do them. We're just gonna do them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Fucking this winter's been so weird in Colorado. I don't know if anyone that watches this are like Colorado people, but fuck. We have not gotten like any snow. It's just been really warm. We've had a couple cool days recently, but such a such a different year like i'm trying to get a heater installed out here right now and i've been having a really challenging time finding a company that will do it and this or that so i gave up and now, now i'm just doing it myself so i'm ordering the the um parts and equipment i need and i'm just going to install it myself uh, because i need a specific type of heater in the studio one that brings air from outside inside because we have so much ventilation in here that we can't have all the doors closed while all the fans are on because it creates a vacuum inside this room because there's so much ventilation and that vacuum because this built this garage is attached to my house it could hurt my furnace in my home and make it overwork and then fuck up the furnace to the home so we actually have to and that pretty much be for any building honestly it's not it's like any building where you have like a vacuum in it from like ventilation you need to bring outside air into like you know stop it from becoming a vacuum like that um so we have to bring in outside air, but I don't want to be blowing ice cold air in here. Cause usually what we do in the winters is we, we crack the garage doors. We open the back door and we just work out here and it gets fucking cold. Uh, but this year I really don't want to do that. Cause it's really hard to stay motivated to fucking work like crazy late hours and stuff when you're freezing. Like you're like, fuck, you like just kind of want to like fucking just take a dab and just sit there like this. Um, but like any glass floor, like knows exactly what I'm talking about. Especially if you grind late, it's like trying to keep motivated late at night when you're freezing your ass off. It's, it's hard. So, but this year I want it to be more comfortable. So we're gonna get a system that actually sucks air in from the outside with a fan, and then it's gonna go through a heater that heats the outside air, and then blow it out into the room. So that way we can balance the uh, the ventilation too, and we'll have to open the doors because we actually have to open the doors too, so it's not a vacuum. It's all kind of like part of the same thing. Holy shit. <coughs> Man. All my techie rigs from back in the day are pretty little. I mean, the HMR is bigger, but I have a bunch of rigs like this in my house. They're all just like these little like 
technical like welds and weird bends and shaping and stuff. And I'm so used to the RBRs now. All these things hit so different. They hit great though. The RBRs are so like, I don't know. I love how simple RBRs are. These pieces are really cool because it's like a really cool display of like what's possible with glass as far as shaping it and manipulating it and then controlling the function within it. <coughs> oh man, I still love my RBR, but this thing hits great. I can't wait to, not this specific design, but like um, make something like this similar. There's always things I would change. I look at older work and I'm like, oh, like it was like a good job. But man, now that I have all this new like knowledge and shit, like I know exactly what I want to do to change it. God, that was really good. That was some fucking um, ice cream. I've been smoking like a lot of Green Dot lately. And I've been smoking a lot of their like batters and, you know, diamonds, BHO, whatever you want to call it. Um, because it's so good and the price on it, honestly, like, because I've been smoking more hash lately, I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't keep buying, like, all this rosin just because I'm smoking through it so quick. And it's just like, you look at the rosin bill. If your rosin bill is more than your grocery bill, it's probably, you got chill, probably. Like, if it's, if your weekly rosin bill is more than your weekly grocery bill, you probably got chill. So I'm trying to, like, find, figure that out. So what I've been doing lately is just, like, buying, like, one or two grams of some nice rosin. And then I buy like three grams of some like affordable uh, BHO, um, which is like 30, 35 a gram, which is pretty affordable, I think. And then I can ration it all out and make it last. So I'm finding a formula that works like within my uh, budget. <laughs> but man, I was smoking flour there heavily for a year and a half. And like that shit is like so much more affordable. It's crazy. Like flour, like man, because I get, I get super stoned on flour. Just the hash is the terps. That's what it is with the hash. It's not even the high. I've said this multiple episodes. It's because it tastes so goddamn good if, when you do it right and if it's good hash, you know. But, man, because flour, like, if I just want to get high, I can just smoke flour. It's whatever. And flour tastes really good, too. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't. But when you start, like, indulging on, like, terps heavily, then you're like, goddamn, like, this is just, it's so crazy. It's crazy how I keep falling in love with fucking smoking hash. Like I'll take a break, smoke flour for a bit, and then get right back into it. It's nuts. What do you want, bro? But yeah, that giveaway was pretty crazy with the uh, Lotus White and Ridge Wallet and all that. I always have people that get so mad. Also, too, the fucking guy that like won it. So the first person, there was, there was a different person that won. And then when I looked at all their shit, they weren't following the rules. So then I pulled a different person and then this guy won and I checked all his shit and he followed all the rules. And then the next morning when I woke up, um, I had all these like angry comments and stuff. I had a lot of positive ones too, but they're like, oh, he didn't follow the rules. He's not following everybody. So I went back to his page and looked again. And I was like, okay, he's following Baron Suits. They did, but he wasn't following Ridge Wallet anymore. And I could, ch I checked the night before. That's why the first person I picked didn't get it because they weren't following Bear Mountain. They were following me and Ridge. And I was like, okay, well, that didn't follow the rules. All right. So on to the next person. And then <clears throat> he was. So I don't know if he just unfollowed uh, people after. Like if Ridge posted something, he's like, oh, I don't need to follow this anymore. I don't know the scenario. I can't control that. Um, and But, man, it just bums me out when people get pissed about giveaways. I'm like, dude, I could have sold this fucking $1,000 piece of glass, like, right now. And, like, went and had fun with $1,000. Instead, I was like, I want to give it away. I have to like sell my wife on this shit, dude. Like I can't like 
when I'm giving away a piece, my wife's like, okay, well, there's a bill, there's this, you know, we need this for Estelle, like, oh, so you're gonna give that away to who? I'm like, I don't know, just some person. And she's like, cool. And then I'm like, well, I'll stay up late and get it done. She's like, oh, cool. So now you're just gonna be more tired so you can give something away. So I have to like, when I do giveaways, I have to like sell it to my wife and shit. So when people get like bummed about it, not only am I working my butt off to make it, losing money, and then I have to sell it to my partner so she like is cool with it, bro. And then people get mad at me. I'm like, God damn, I'm trying. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm losing at every end. It's okay though, because you know what? Small gains. I might get like chewed up along the way, but I am making small gains all along the way. Like I'm moving inches at a time. I might be getting squished all along the way, but I'm still moving forward. So it's okay. You know, it's all good, but fuck. <laughs> and I don't say anything to anyone. I'm not rude. I don't even message people back that are rude. I don't acknowledge the comments. I'm just always in awe. I'm like, dude, it's cause I'm naive still. I'm still naive. It's cause I'm only 31 In about 10 more years, I will have had enough shit put on me i'll just be covered in feces and i won't then i then i won't be naive anymore like no people are terrible nope done with people and i'll i'll probably i always tell cassie like <clears throat> i'm like i'm probably gonna build like this big beautiful glass blowing space like with like school and all these things and then one day i'm gonna shut it down like the wonka factory these big metal gates will go up and people like whatever happened to bam mountain studios but yeah one day he just closed the gates he got mad someone was mad about a giveaway and he just he was done no more rbrs no, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But I always have my days where I get overwhelmed and I'm like, fuck everything. I don't want nothing. I'm just going to blow glass and not even fuck everybody. Like, cause I'll never quit blowing glass cause I do it cause I love it. But do you have the, do you have days where you get, um, I don't know, just fucking get just frustrated. But like, then I try to remind myself that like, you know, like, just because someone's being mad or like sassy on your Instagram doesn't mean it's like even directed towards you. Like, it's just like someone's using that as a platform to express themselves as well. And if that's how they want to express themselves, so be it. Don't take everything so personal is my big thing. I have to realize like, take nothing personal because no one knows you. Be more upset if like your parent or someone that maybe knows you deeply says something, but anyone else, it's almost like, well, they don't have all the information. So that's an inaccurate statement. So I'm not gonna get mad. Like. You know, they just don't have all the information. They're giving me a perspective with the information they currently have, which doesn't mean it's accurate or true. But, you know, can't help people getting mad at you. All you can do is just smoke hash, you know? That's really all you can do. All right, so this piece. So a couple days ago, I, well, like a week ago now, I posted up an old 2016, like just concept piece that had like this external drain thing. Um, and it got like a lot of traction and people were super stoked. Then people were like, oh, I want you to refine it. And just like, just like basically so they could see the function or maybe purchase it, whatever. And to me, I'm like, it's just not a practical, there's, it's never going to be practical to have a moving part in a, in a glass piece. There's a moving part in here. There's this, this valve right here that opens and closes with pressure of water and air that uh, allows it to drain. Uh, so you can actually physically touch the water if you want. It's like, I don't know. It's a, it's like this weird valve draining system that I've, I've done before. And like this specific one works, but there's a couple issues with the function. One 
is that because I did a straight drain right here and I didn't do like a climb drain or something with a curve in it, something with an elbow, you need the elbow in there because it helps put restriction on from water pulling and air pulling through this part. Because when, when I put pressure on this, it works. I could take dabs through it and stuff. It'll spin water, it'll drain, does everything. But there'll be like air and water bubbling down here too. It'll be like, it'll have like a natural perk right here as well as perking through here and everything. So in order to stop air from like pushing the water down through this way while you're initially pulling on the piece and I'll pull on it and show you and we'll talk about the function. But to stop that, you need like some sort of elbow in there. You need something that creates like that, like restriction and not so much condensing the line restriction, the restriction of forcing the water to have to go through an elbow. Like when water has to be pushed through an elbow, it takes a lot more pressure than water just going straight down. Um, so you have to create like a, basically a more difficult path for the water to follow in order to stop it from wanting to push air through the piece that way. Watch, I'll pull on it. You'll see right here when I pull on it. Mm -hmm. Just trying to think with the mic. So if you saw, you'll see, you can see like the air like bubbling through here too. Like it's going through the perk, stacking, does the whole recycler thing. But there is some air bubbling through there. And the only way to stop that with this design while staying within the, like the shape and everything I wanted would be to throw an elbow or like some sort of weird little Klein hook seal that goes through the wall and back out, which I'm going to do. I wanted to have it done for this episode. I just didn't have time. Um, so that I could kind of show them side by side, but I, I will have it done here soon. So we're going to be doing a lot of episodes on all these different concept pieces and shit. But I mean, it drained, it, this valve moves up and close. When you like, when I suck on this, this valve like goes up and you'll see, I'll do it right here. So you can see that valve like moving when I actually like pull on the piece. Um, and this is like all open and stuff. Like I'm like, like the whole piece is like opened up. That's why I have to do make a couple adjustments, but also too on the next one I'm making, I'm gonna do one other thing to it as well so that it, in my eyes, I could sell it to someone. Cause this is so novelty right now that like I, I couldn't sell this. This is just too novelty. Um, but it's a starting point. So what then the next one I'm gonna do is there's actually gonna be another, like uh, there's gonna be like a relief drain um, that's gonna be kind of hidden it's gonna basically be able to actually drain water from this top part here while this valve is closed. Now there's a couple options here. One that I've looked into without having a relief drain and without having a valve that has a moving part, a completely open valve, there is an option, but I don't know if it's going to work for the application I have right now in glass. And I think the piece would have to be pretty tall for this type of valve to work. Nikola Tesla uh, developed a valve that had no moving parts, um, and like the water could only go through it one way and it's like a one way, no moving part, like water or air valve, whatever you want it to be. But I think the most important part of it was the, how water moved through this valve specifically. Um, and to do it, I would actually need more drain length to create the internal structure that the valve requires for it to drain without any moving parts. <clears throat> um, but Tesla's valve was never designed to have reclaim go through it or anything I don't think super sticky that builds up so anything with internal components that don't move regardless if they're not moving any bends or hooks or weird little things you have to do within that structure is another place where resin and stuff can settle so in my head still regardless of valveless like or even a valved like 
open drain system like this is pretty much always going to be novelty unless you have a relief drain on there too that gives the water the option to continue to drain um, even when the valve is closed because when the valve is closed the water is going to like start building up in this top chamber and it will not drain until I stop pulling on it and the valve drops. Uh, so I mean to make that like actually like like take some like water out of this top chamber there has to be some sort of relief drain and the way I'm going to do it I think it's going to be really um, aesthetically pleasing. The piece should still look just like this. Shouldn't look much different, but it should spin a tornado while the valve is closed. But then when the valve opens, after you stop pulling on it, it'll do a faster tornado and just pour the water into the bottom part, doing that like visual, like waterfall kind of drain. But I'll pull on this a couple more times. Might even take a little dab through it real quick. Novelty, very novelty, fun though. A lot of these types of pieces aren't so much to sit here and like make a market and corner the market on something. It's just to make people think. It's almost like when a comedian tells a good joke, it's not to sell a bunch of t-shirts, it's to make people think, you know? So a lot of these concept pieces, the idea is to basically start out 2022 with like giving collectors, maybe other glass blowers too, like just making people think. Think about function, like, oh, I never thought about glass like that. And maybe they follow a new path of creativity when it comes to designing or building things. I don't know. Um, but I feel like doing this and pushing myself out of my comfort zone will actually contribute to, to our industry, like, uh, just something a little different and give a lot of the old school followers and people that have been supporting me for many years, a little taste of something fresh because for a while there, um, I only made like a few of each design and the day I started making RBRs and I did like 10 of them. I had so many collectors reach out being like, why do you make, why'd you make so many of those? Like, what's up? I'm like, Oh, I'm about to change my whole business. How I'm doing things. Like I'm about to like have consistency and like offer a, like a consistent product line with like a goal in mind. Like, I'm like, I have a vision and an idea now. And you know, I think some of my earlier collectors might have a little bit turned off by it. Like, damn dude, I liked when you were just like hand spun and doing like one of ones and just like tons of unique pieces. And, but I've learned so much making these RBRs and making the RBRs has given me so much opportunity when it comes to being able to afford new tools, bigger space, um, and being able to provide for my family in a really like consistent way where I'm like mentally healthier. So it's, but the amount I've learned, fuck dude, I've learned like so much from trying to like keep making these better and better, like getting better and better shaping and doing all the wells and stuff. Like it's the RBR has been like a great training ground for like honing in my skills and like starting to really refine everything that I've picked up along the way. You know, like when, when I first started making the RBRs, I was like, kind of like had all this knowledge, but I wasn't really, I felt like I had a lot of knowledge, but I wasn't really like good at anything. Like I knew a bunch of shit. Like I could pull off a bunch of cool tricks with glass, but like, couldn't be, I couldn't be the best at any of them though. I could just like do them. I'm like, Oh, see, there's that. I could do that. There's that crazy. weld, and it doesn't mean it's the best, but I pulled it off. You know, it would be like a kid at the skate park that basically can do like any flip trick you ask, but it doesn't mean that it's stylish. It's just like, Oh, he did it. Hey, he did that trick. I mean, so-and-so can do it way like cleaner and like catch it with the front foot and this and that. But like, yo, fucking Evan was able to at least do the trick. But yeah, like, I think that's how essentially it was like early on for me with like, um, cause I was so obsessed with like chasing like all these different ideas and designs. I was like, every day I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm trying to make this. 
And then eventually I got to a point where I was like, I need to fucking slow down honing my skills. I was like, I have no direction right now. And also too, no one was buying work for a little bit. So I was like, wait, why is all my, my work slowed down? And I was like, it's because I have no direction. My customers love following, but they don't know what to spend money on because they're just like watching. I'm almost just putting on a show. I'm just showing function. I'm not showing product to buy. I'm just giving, I'm just, you know, I'm essentially what I'm doing in this drop, not this Sunday sale, but the following one, there'll be the concept one. I'm going to go back to my roots and what I used to do all the time for years. I would just make new shit every week. And people was like, wow, that's really cool looking. But that doesn't mean that they were like trying to buy it, but they loved looking at it and talking about it and commenting and talking to other people about the function. But it wasn't a product they were looking to spend money on. And it wasn't because they wouldn't. It's just because there was no like incentive or direction. It was almost like, oh, well, this Instagram page is where you come just look at crazy function. It's not where you come to look at a product to purchase. So, you know, had to like hone in things, dial in and figure out what my game plan was. But I think I'm, I think I'm starting to get there starting to figure some things out but I'm really excited to do this this piece again um, I'm gonna do it sometime in the next week or so and then we'll do a side-by-side -side and I'll show the next one you should be able to just rage on and it should do a tornado the whole time and then even when you stop pulling on it and then it'll drop the drain and be like just dump and I'm gonna do like just I'm gonna do in a marble on the next one this one I did an internal drip tip which actually controls the water pretty good but I think what would even be even better control is if I just put a regular marble in there and then I took this uh, to the wet saw and I cut it at an angle so that the bottom, so that this tube that's flat right here would actually be like kind of like an angle like that. So all the water flowed to like one point. Um, I would love to do one of these floating drains like this, but on a really tall piece so that the waterfall and do like a bigger waterfall fall. So it dumps like a thick stream of water. And when it goes into this drain, it'll actually go down and then into another drain, like on a triple double, and then be spinning the bottom tornado. And in the middle will be like the water, like waterfall catching. Then it'll go down to a bottom tornado, and then above it will be the main tornado. I don't know. There's like, and that right there, there's no point. I can't sell that. It, it's not, I just want to do that to see it, you know? It's like I never wanted to go skate. 10 stair like handrails or stair sets that was never that never sounded fun to me what sounded more fun was fucking just dropping into a bowl or fucking skating a curb or doing some flip tricks with some friends outside of walmart but for the video part you had to hit that 10 stair and it was so like for me like building that crazy piece probably won't be super fun it'll be challenging it'll be hard but i want to get the video clip i want to see it i want to see it happen that's what it is for me with glass um is I'm, I'm obsessed with just seeing it like in my head, like happen, like visually the function, the feel, like I just want to see it. And if someone buys it, awesome, cool. That means I get to make another one. But like, if not, like that wasn't the goal initially anyways, the goal was just, I wanted to see this thing function. And then I had to, like I said, fucking refine my skills, make a product line and stay consistent with my brand so that people trusted it and were willing to support it. If you're only consistent for a few weeks at a time and then you take these big breaks, it's hard for a collector or a customer to feel comfortable spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars with you. Cause they're like, what if he's gone next year? Will the work still have value? And it's like, you know, you have to not only make good quality product, but you also have to be like active, accountable to maintain value in the product that you're pushing or other people own of yours. Yep.
Smoking weed all day. My wife said she wants to take a break from dabbing again. She's like, I feel like I'm just going to bed too early. She's like, I'm tired. It makes me sleepy. I'm like, all right, dude. I was like, I'm always sleepy, so I'm just going to keep dabbing. More for me. She'll probably start smoking flour again. Or she'll just rip her fucking solventless pen. Like, she's not going to quit smoking, but she's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know if I can take slurpy dabs anymore. Because <laughs> they're fucking serious. I love it though. And I know that it's like, this is probably like something I'll take a, a break from again here in the future. I'll, like, I'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, I just want to smoke flour again. But right now I'm indulging. I think it's because I'm starting to feel like I'm getting to a point where things are going to get better again. And I said this last episode, but I want to keep reiterating it to myself because I have to acknowledge it for it to be happening and for me to be aware of it. Just had super bad deja vu. Fuck, dude. You guys ever wonder what deja vu is? I think I think that shit is literally just like us ex, like experiencing like deja vu is just the memory of the past life because we keep reliving the same lives over and over again so you're just like you're in this loop and I think deja vu is just you're catching one of those loops or if there's like string theory and there's just levels of existence of one person like there's nine different Evans living simultaneously in multiple, dimen multiple dimensions above each other when I have deja vu, maybe it's me just recognizing the fifth dimension Evan, recognizing that I, I'm recognizing him, and it's like, whoa, this is happening. We're both here. I don't know. You know? Smoke weed every day. I probably wouldn't even say half that shit or think about it if I just kept drinking Miller High Life and doing kickflips. You know? But here we are. I'm a hermit in my garage smoking hash now instead. It's good, though. I like it. Not for everybody. Definitely for me. Oh, uh, this is actually going to be too hard to get out. Well, we'll save that one for later. Got some Grapes of Wrath right there that are super fire, but we're going to get into some GMO rosin right now real quick. there dude sick but that's exactly why right there like now it's finally getting stuck like i've been smoking this for a few days and now it's starting to like get a little tacky in there people have told me there's something called peace water that uh eliminates that from happening with within pipes because it makes it so that resin doesn't stick to the walls so i would have to try that but i've been sessional you can see the water's really murky like, we've been just raging it here at the studio playing around with it you never really know how something's actually going to function until you throw a carb cap on it and you, you like pressurize the vessel on top of like pulling on it and creating water flow. There's like all these factors that really um, <coughs> affect the overall function of a piece. And, um, you know, to just make a tube with like a two hole diffy on down in there bubbling, the amount of like thought you have to put in, into like how the piece is going to function is pretty limited. You're like, okay, I just got to make sure that, you know, it goes deep enough in the water, you know, it's placement rice, you don't get water in your mouth. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty rudimentary. But when you start getting into recyclers, now you're like, okay, I got to make sure that the water is able to stack, drain quick enough so the bottom doesn't get like, um, you know, dried out and all these, all these different things with recyclers. Then you're like, oh, now a recycler that 
the, ch the chain of connection and flow and pressure pressurized part of the system is now cut and airflow and water and everything is super important for recyclers to function so now that is a whole another thing to the equation and then when you pressurize it with a carb cap it's there's a lot of things <coughs> but that's the fun challenges like in glass for me is I like the puzzles I like trying to solve things and I like sharing it with Instagram and stuff and showing people because there's a lot of folks out there that don't even smoke hash they might not even smoke like weed like I have people that are like professional like like trainers or bodybuilders and stuff that don't smoke they just think it's interesting the whole culture of the glass but they also think it's interesting all the function like just you know like because even if like you don't smoke like and you can get past the whole thing with I'm just some guy doing drugs on camera you can kind of appreciate like human ingenuity that the things the time the how we spend our time you know what I mean this is a crazy way to spend your time but it's what I like you know what I'm saying like you got to find what you like a lot of people would be like, dude, I'm not going to spend that many hours a day just like, trying to make bongs. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I'm going to go, like, do something with my life. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And if, and I'll, I'll make something, and then maybe people will want it. Like, I think that's what all of us really need to do is just find what we love, go crazy for it, just immerse yourself in it. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start having extra from all the stuff you're making. You know, don't even think about selling, but all of a sudden you're gonna start looking up like, oh, I got all this extra shit around me, whether you're woodworking, pipe making, anything you're doing, essentially, you're gonna have extra. If you're a pastry chef or something, you don't wanna just throw away all these pastries, you gotta give them to people. Well, all of a sudden, like it costs money for all these materials like to cook all these pastries. I'm gonna sell some pastries. Oh, now you got a business. Like it's, it's fucking, don't take business advice from me though. Oh my God, it's crazy. I'm a high school dropout. I smoke weed in my garage all day. I do all right though, but <clears throat> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, be careful who you listen to on the internet. Even, even you know, people that have good intentions, you know. I would say take everyone's opinion with a grain of salt, but then just look at what everything people are saying and just try to find the parts in it that make sense to you and use it to apply it to your own life. Never take every single thing someone's saying and be like, this applies to like everything. I'll just follow the exact same formula. <clears throat> you got to have your own formula, but you can use components from other people's formulas to build your own. Um, that's like anything in life, honestly, anything in life. Ooh, this fucking liquid death though. I wish they would sponsor me and just send me cases. I don't want money. I was like, I just want, just send me cases of liquid death in one of those cool little liquid death refrigerators for Bear Mountain Studios. When people come over, I give them one. I'm like, try this. I'm already selling liquid death. Like literally, like I, I promote their product. It's crazy. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm going to find the things I like and find a way to just like share them with other people. Simple, you know? That's why I use a Ridge wallet. So if you guys want one of those, you go to ridge.com and uh, use a uh, code RBR checkout. You get 10, actually I think it's 15% off right now, but uh, yes, I had to drop that in there. I'm learning, you know, I'm just learning how to do a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning how to communicate with people. I think, um, <laughs> I'm learning how to, uh, blow glass, run a business. It's really fun how much time this all takes because I'm glad, like, I wanna be bored, I talk about it all the time, but I also don't wanna be like, not busy either. It's really weird. Humans are fucking crazy, seriously. Definitely fucking crazy. But there's some things I need to change on this piece and I think that it would actually function really, really well. Um, this is gonna be one of those ones I clean up and like, 
when I open the larger Barremont Studio space, probably in the break room, I'll have like like glass boxes on the wall or something, and I'll have all these different like prototypes and concept pieces just chilling in the boxes in the break room. Um, that way, when people are in there and like they can see them or like whatever collectors that stop by, because. Or maybe I'll have because I kind of want to have it like set up so there's like a like a larger like lobby kind of thing where we can have like a set like kind of indoor event space where say like collectors came into town because I have people hit me up all the time they're like hey I'm in Denver is there any way I could like come have my piece signed or could I come see the studio or could I come say hi to the team or like I have people hit us up be like let me bring you guys dinner like I'm like in town for this like people that I would like actually love to just meet in person or see like other like people who work like in, within social media, whatever, or even just collectors. And I don't have, I'm at my house. Like my, the, like the bathroom is like 20 feet away. Like my, you'll hear my daughter like screaming, watching a pirate show. Like you'll hear her having a meltdown crying. Like my wife will pop out and be like the dog shit everywhere. There's fucking shit everywhere. And it's like, I can't have people in here. It's my home. So that's why when I have like a bigger space, I'd like some sort of like larger like lobby, like where you can maybe see most of the glass blowing studio, but it's kind of a space where if collectors are in town, it's a public space where they can almost just come in, set up, um, sesh, almost like a library, you know, like public space, like this small, like we'll zone out like a public space. It's like a library, but you just come in or like a Starbucks or like a coffee lounge, a place where you just bring your laptop, but instead it'll be a place where collectors and if they're in town, that they're like, maybe they don't know where to go and they're like i'm just gonna go stop by this the uh, bearmont studios and like maybe there's just people in their session and they catch some people or they just wanted to like check out the glass for a little bit i have goals but i'm also like i said i can be naive at times because people could take advantage of it and i'm too nice kind of like that's why i might need to be behind glass because if i'm face to face with anyone i'm probably just going to give them the keys to my car like it's going to be bad like i can't like it's like my wife like she almost like wants to be with me anytime I do business stuff she's like you're gonna say yes to something and it's gonna fuck, fuck us over I'm like I know <laughs> maybe you should come with me so I don't say yes to everything oh it's bad it's a curse you know I just don't want to I just don't want to let anyone down you know I don't know what that is on a primal level I think it's just humans want to be accepted by the tribe and they don't want to do anything that affects their status within their you know tribe so because they don't want to be excommunicated because to be human is to be a community animal and survive as a community so that's your whole livelihood but <clears throat> i'm very introverted and live in my garage and don't fuck with anyone so i don't know what it is maybe that's what it is maybe because i don't fuck with anyone the what little community i do have in my life i'm so scared of losing it that i'm like just say yes to shit because i don't want to like fuck anything up who knows Human psychology is pretty crazy. Fun to analyze yourself, though. Uh, it's kind of a healthy way to keep yourself in check. Or it could be an unhealthy way to realize you're crazy. I don't know. It really... It's all... Everything is a perspective thing, right? Glasses half full as compared to your glasses half empty. I try to be half full, but I have my days where my shit is definitely half empty. Huh, Bane? Dude, that's one thing with like doing like weekly podcasts or just doing like like consistent posting on social media or all the things I'm attempting to do is that like you get a different person each week. Like some weeks you got like a bunch of energy, other weeks you got sleep deprivation, some weeks you got a little bit, you know, too deep of thinking, overthinking, just freaking watching that human experience. 
That's why I fucking watch podcasts all day. I don't give a fuck what they're talking about, honestly. I just like hearing people genuinely reacting and having conversations. That's it. I want real human shit. I grew up on TV. Like, I grew up on, like, MTV and, like, fucking VH1 and all these fucking, like, channels that, like, you know, like, oh, it's crazy. All the things I memorized back in the day was, like, my phone number, GTA codes, and all the TV channels. Like, it was a, it's just such a different time. I don't know, but my point is, is I grew up on, like, television and you don't realize it when you're that age, but you grew up on inauthenticity. Like there, these, these were not authentic, authentic shows we were watching. We were watching like things with fabricated human interaction, which gave us the idea that, oh, that's how humans interact with each other. Oh, that's how someone's supposed to laugh and, or that's how someone's supposed to look. And whoa, dude, like I can tell as an adult now that it fucked me up because I like the weirdest podcasts. Like I'm not even saying that some of these podcasts, people even talk about good shit. They could be just sitting there like farting for an hour and giggling. I don't care. I want to watch real fucking people just enjoying what they enjoy and being themselves and being authentic because that shit feels good. At least to me, like, I don't know. And I think that's why I wanted to do a podcast too. Cause I was like, I want to just fucking do the same thing. I love that. Just do what you like. If there's things that you gravitate towards, like just maybe try to find your place in there, you know, get in where you fit in. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna try and get dab of this grapes of wrath out. It's fresh out of the fridge and it's a little bit cool in the garage, so and it's fresh frozen, so that means it's real real shattery. So I'm gonna try and get it out without throwing a fucking ten dollar dab across the room. Um I really do like this stuff though, the grapes of wrath, fresh frozen, like uh live their live rosin or whatever man when it sits out for like a day and it gets a little warmed up and it gets in between that like sappy and like buttered up and like the grapes of wrath is like their grape nerds terp mixed with gmo um and i like the grape nerds a lot but the reason i get the grapes of wrath is because i like the extra gassiness that the gmo adds to it even though it might cover up a little bit of the grapes with some funk Maybe not as grapey as the Grape Nerds, but there's plenty of grape in this shit for me, and I just like that that extra little kick of that GMO in there. It's nice. <coughs> working on, because we're filming this on a Wednesday, I'm working on uh, some more colored stuff for Sunday sale right now. Um, bunch of new colors. Like We're actually going to have, like I said, micros again. Oh, see, this is actually starting to get to that consistency where it's like... Uh, it's like a sap with like crystals of uh, buttered up in there. So it's like a little bit in between. I can smell from here too. It's like fucking, it smells like grape Kool-Aid. It literally smells like gr like grape, artificial grapes mixed with water and sugar. I can smell the water and the sugar. That's what I explained to my wife. And she's like, um, she's like, oh, I can see what you're saying. Like it's just, there's just like freshness to it. Oh, she's going to be, oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. She's taking a little break from dabbing. I was like, she's going to be hyped to smoke this after the podcast. Took it fresh out of the fridge. It's like my dad partner might be taking a little break. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to be the stupid high one again. Damn it. I hate that. You ever? I don't know if any of you folks out there are in a relationship where, like, maybe you get a little more stoned or maybe your partner doesn't smoke at all. And uh, sometimes you're just, like, the dumb high one. You don't even mean to. You just, like, got stoned and you just sound stupid. <laughs> oh, my beautiful wife just popped out. She said she totally forgot that about the podcast. 
So Cassie has been doing some schooling lately. She's been taking classes um, like investment and trading classes and stuff like that. Cause I was and like we've been we've been like learning and doing investment stuff for a couple years now and practicing adulting. But I was like, girl, you need to freaking like I want you to really learn this shit. And then she saw a course pop up um, that was like from like a really reputable um person and so she took it and it's been a five-day thing she's really enjoying it i'm like oh i think my wife like likes this i feel like cassie's like always liked a lot of things but we've never been able to find like the thing that like she's like really obsessed with and like i just think that she likes the organization and i guess just like it's almost like playing like a a game like a video game or something when you're doing like on these investment apps and stuff like that um i don't know i think she i think she likes it though because every all of her friends or even family she's talked to about it they're like oh it sounds really boring and she's like no it's like really interesting don't you think and they're like oh no it sounds boring and i'm like yeah i think that some people like it's all what you're into but like not everyone is like interested in like numbers and like creating like a future that's like possibly going to be because you never can predict even with like working hard and saving your money and doing all these things like doesn't mean you're going to have a good or safe future at all it does not ensure that it's a probability thing it's just like well if things are okay and I am healthy I'll maybe have enough finances to retire and take care of my children and my grandchildren um <clears throat> but yeah that's why I always like I never I never try to like trick myself into thinking that working hard and like investing my money or like saving my money is gonna I never I'm never like I'm gonna be successful I'm just like yeah it's probably all gonna not work out anyways who gives a fuck anyways just just spend it invest it whatever that's where I'm at I'm like it's almost like very um I don't know I'll explain it in a second pretty high Oof. Ooh. Ooh, grapes. <coughs> grapes and gas. <coughs> Oof. I'm really in my head trying to figure out how I'm going to explain this without, one, sounding like an idiot, uh, two, sounding like an idiot, and I just don't want to sound like an idiot, but I'm going to try. I've taken four dabs at least. It's 11 in the morning. I haven't eaten yet. And I've always slept about four hours. So let's try to explain this. You know, like, ignorance is bliss. Well, essentially, where I'm trying to, like, live my life is in this, like, gray zone of, like, ignorance is bliss while also being aware of everything and, like, but also... being ignorant to it, I don't get too hung up on things. Oh, Bane, this is going to be really hard to explain. But I don't get too nervous about, like, because I have friends that are like, oh, dude, why, why would you do, like, a life insurance thing? Or why would you invest money? Like, the whole, in 30 years, the whole world's going to be fucked up. Money won't be there. Like, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that yeah, if that all happens, dope. Cool. I'm sure it will. But if it doesn't, I want to have done this, too. Like, I don't want to, like, justify not doing things just because I think I know what the future is going to bring. I want to do everything. 
So I have plan A, B, C, and D. And I, like, I also don't get too nervous with like, maybe instead of like having money in my bank account, like investing it into like fucking retirement or something. Because like, I'm like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like, I'm trying not to explain this without sounding like negative, but it's really hard. I feel like I'm going to explain this. I'm going to sound really negative, but it's the end of the podcast. So this is usually how I end these anyways. This is a weird negative note. Um, but basically like, I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. Shit's probably, I don't know. I'm like, shit's, shit's probably not going to be there in the future. The whole world might fall apart, but I'd rather have the shit there anyways, just in case it doesn't. But I'm not scared to invest it either. Cause I'm just like, whatever if like i'll work harder if i die tomorrow it doesn't matter anyways it's always it's almost like that doesn't matter anyways attitude if you haven't that's what it is if you have enough of that like ah fuck it who cares anyways attitude while still being responsible and hardworking, i think you can achieve a lot because you could like work hard all day and there were some people like oh i got this pile of money now i can like go on this vacation or i can save it for that new kitchen if you're just like if you just like invest it right back in your business or throw it into like some investment thing and just keep living like however you're just like, oh, whatever. Like if you have it, fuck it doesn't matter any attitude anyways. And if you have enough of that, you could, you, I feel like you can more comfortably like invest in your future. Cause you won't be so hung up on like, Oh shit. Like <clears throat> I want 10 grand in my bank account, not 10 grand in fucking Tesla and Amazon. You know what I mean? Some people would rather see it in their bank account when they take money out of the ATM says, your balance is $8,000 and you're like, fuck yeah. They don't want to see their balance as $500, but really in their investment account, they have $10,000. Like, cause in my head, I'm like almost like that money's not real anymore. Right. Does anyone else feel like that? Like if you were to put money in crypto or an investment thing, you're like, well, I put that money in there. So it's like not real anymore. It's like someone else's money now, but they gave me this cool paper that tells me that it's worth this much, but isn't that what all money is? So if you have it, the fuck, it doesn't matter anyways, attitude, or at least enough of that. I feel like you can get pretty far in life. Uh, because you don't get so scared to put yourself in risky situations or take risks. Because, like, <clears throat> you'll be less scared of a risk if you're like, ah, oh, fuck, it doesn't matter anyways. I'll just, I'll just try it. If I fail, whatever. Like, if you have enough of that without being a Debbie Downer or a negative Nancy. Oh, no, I see. I got to stop. You know, a, a Donald Downer or a negative Ned. You know, I'm changing the game here, guys. Like... It's not just women that are negative. Men can be negative too. I'm very negative sometimes, um, but I really try not to bring it inside. If I'm super negative, I try to make sure I'm in the garage working. I'm like, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like a negative net out here, you know, just be like angry, staring at the fire, because it's almost never my like family or anyone that's bothering me. It's always like personal shit. It's like, you know, just trying to figure out adulting and growing up. But yeah, fuck. I don't even know what we talked about today. Oh yeah, we talked about this recycler. Uh, we smoked some hash. You know, it was just a normal chill sesh. We've been doing, I've been doing Twitch every night. So if you wanna join the Twitch crew, we're getting pretty big and strong. If you're missing Twitch streams, they go onto my uh, Twitch for I think like three or four days. So you guys can actually rewatch those. Um, they usually start out with like a sesh and ramp for about 10, 15 minutes. And then I get into glass blowing for usually about an hour. So if you want to join with us, it's Bear Mountain Studios on Twitch. And um, yeah, and I usually go on Instagram first. So I'll do like a live on Instagram, tell everyone, hey, we're going over to Twitch. And then whoever wants to join us over there can hop on over. But you definitely should join us and check that out. I'm going to start using the Twitch a lot more. I've, like I said, been on it pretty much every night for the last three, four weeks, three weeks or so. 
which is really good for me and I'm starting to get really consistent, more comfortable. I hadn't done Instagram lives in over a year and a half, almost two years. I started doing Instagram lives again nightly. So <clears throat> um, at least Monday through Friday, I'm doing them. And, uh, but yeah, so thanks everybody. This is uh, the What's Up Everybody podcast, episode 81. It's not episode 80, that's crazy, 81. It's nuts, it's flying by. Don't forget to check out our website, BMS Glass, sign up for that newsletter. Huge Sunday sale, last one of the year, happening today, which is December 12th, Sunday, 11 a.m., Mountain Standard Time. Holy shit. <clears throat> My throat's dry. Hope you guys have a great day.